0: Welcome to Machine Learning. I want to talk about Jesus Knows My Name is my title. And it starts with an event that I had, which I mentioned before, but didn't go into greater detail. But I thought I'd share it. Um, So we were traveling to a family activity in Utah, and my wife received a text that said that an individual we knew, a friend of our family, had requested that I give a particular blessing. And when I asked my wife how that happened, she said the individual had been praying to know who could help her, and my name came to mind. Um, I was a little bit surprised, but I had been previously talking to the Lord about wanting to help and um, with people that would might need a blessing, and 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 I I it'd been a long time since I'd given a priesthood blessing like that of healing, and I was just you know asking the Lord if you know, I know that we weren't supposed to go ask people if they would like to have a blessing, but I just mentioned that in my prayers, and um, and I found it just real interesting because when I did receive that request, it was very humbling. Uh, what had happened? My wife told me some of the details that the individual had had a the lady had had an accident. Where a heavy barrel of of dirt had fallen on her leg and had broken her leg, and we were we 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 finished our family activities uh, in Utah and then we hurried home. It was like on a Sunday, and we had made arrangements to uh, give her a blessing on. I'd given her arrangements to give her the blessing on Sunday, and so was we headed home I, I i you know my mind was racing and thinking about you know what i should say and, and and uh i knew that once i um placed my hands on her head i would know what to say that the thoughts and feelings would come to my heart and i had felt a good spirit all day that the lord was going to help me and so um, we, we got to an area and all of a sudden around Burley, Idaho, everything came to a dead stop and it was just like the freeway wasn't move. Cars on the freeway weren't moving and there had been an accident several miles ahead and, you know, we waited for quite a long time and there was no, um, you know, the traffic was moving very slowly. And so we we realized if the traffic didn't get moving soon that we would be late for our appointment. And there was an area where I could turn around, and uh, I did, and I went across and I turned around and went back and took a a, a road, an old freeway road, and I was able to get to um, King Hill And then get back onto the freeway, and we were able to get to our appointment. The blessing was fantastic. The Spirit was so strong, and a promise of healing was given to this individual. And through the power of the priesthood, and also through the power of the resurrection, um, which came to my mind, that that might be possible that she would receive that same power that is cursed in both would be part of this power that could help her. And uh, concluded it, and after gave the blessing, she shared somewhat of her concern for her leg because they wanted to put a pin in, and she didn't want to have that pin put in her leg, and she was in a cast, and she was... Uh, Very nervous about her situation and couldn't move, couldn't walk on it, uh, and was laying on the couch. And after we uh, talked for a little bit, we departed, and I just felt really good, a really strong spirit that things were going to work out for her. And then I continued on uh, in life and praying every day, hundreds of prayers every day for this individual and pleading with the Lord that he would uh, help um, with this blessing and that if it be his will that he would help her heal and she didn't have to have the surgery and she didn't have to have pins in her leg but as I met her husband at times when we were both workers in the temple and as I meet him met him um, we would talk a little bit about her and I would ask how she was doing. And he said that, you know, she's, she's slowly recovering, but you know, she's still the, the leg hadn't healed and her wife, the wife was kind of frustrated. Well, her wife went, the, the lady at, went and talked to uh, another member in her family who had a gift of healing, and he listened carefully to what were the promises in the blessing and he decided that he would not uh give another blessing, and that that blessing was sufficient um so you know quite a few weeks went by, and I uh asked him what you know what was happening he said he she just can't get this part of her bone to heal and that they were going to uh do do something a therapy for the bone and all during this time i've been praying for several weeks and and i would walk early in the morning and i'd pray and i i would go to not bed at night and i would pray and and i really was pleading uh for the lord to help her and um it was a very humbling experience. I I knew the process of prayer would help, and I remember the parable of the widow and the judge, and how the widow continued to to make her case before the judge, and she was persistent. And I knew that I did, I couldn't be forceful for or tempt the Lord, but I I could be persistent and I could exercise my faith and and stay focused on, on uh, helping. Well, one day while I was walking around the neighborhood, I, I walk early in the morning with my dog, the thought came to my mind that the adversary didn't want her to receive that healing because it would bring recognition to me and if he could create that level of doubt um, and that make you feel that he that God wasn't listening or he didn't care then he would have one if he could plant plant that that seed of doubt in your mind so I told her husband that what I my impression and He went home that evening and gave his wife a blessing. And it was within like almost a week later, she had returned back to the temple. Or it was maybe a couple of weeks, but it was a short period of time after that. And maybe it was a a little bit longer than a couple of weeks, but it it wasn't as long in the... Maybe it was a month. I, I don't remember the exact amount of time. But um, she returned back to the temple and she could walk. And uh, her leg hurt her for a little while, but she could walk normally on her leg. And that was a testimony to me that Jesus knows my name because um, my name came to mind for her. When she was seeking someone who could help her uh, heal her bone, well, I want to uh, talk briefly about that. Uh, it, why we need to to be uh, connected with people. Each person has unique gifts. And talents and knowledge, and by being willing to be a little vulnerable and humble ourselves, we can learn how to communicate with these individuals. We don't know necessarily, they may be in our circle of friends or circle of colleagues that we deal with at work, or they may even be strangers. But if we can listen, watch, observe, and understand, it is possible for us to make a connection. And through that connection, we can learn how others feel. We can overcome um, our insecurities. Maybe we're afraid that they might be critical of how we think or we, we feel like they might see vulnerabilities within our character or character weaknesses and flaws that um, could be exploited or we, we feel insecure about our self-identity identity, and um, that makes us uncomfortable. And sometimes we are just we may be even angry, and we might be angry at people. We might be angry at our spouse, our friends, our, uh, we might be angry of our situation, and all of those things can combine to build doubt. Just like in that blessing, uh, the adversary wanted to create doubt, and we start to believe that we can't have a solution. We can't have a miracle. And when that happens, it um, robs us of our hope. and when we're uh, when we're uh when we don't have hope, we can oftentimes think that it doesn't matter what we do because the outcomes couldn't be worse than what we have right now. but that's so far from the truth. <clears throat> We can have the Spirit of the Lord prompt us. He can guide us. He can give us a name, just like uh, this lady had her, a name given to her. And we can decide if we want to yield our will to God. Now, the reason why yielding your will to God is so critical is that it will be the first time that you can begin to feel a special... Relationship or connection with God, because at that point He can now send His Spirit to be with you for a time, and help you through, um, through your 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 challenges, and solutions can come to your mind. So just like we invest money into a bank, if we do, if we never explore how we are feelings, we, in essence, are removing our cash assets from the bank and eventually our accounts will reflect zero. We become emotionally bankrupt. And so we feel detached from reality. We feel like we are in our own world. We feel isolated. And so this connection to community is lost. This connection to our friends, the connection to family, connection to God is lost. When we are attempting to recover or to become closer with God, we begin to invest into feelings of others. We think, well, how would this make this person feel? And how does my actions contribute to their feelings? Or we could say, um, how does it feel when I'm rude to someone I don't know? What if I put their comfort above my own? Christ often went in search of individuals who were lame, blind, deaf, um, covered with leprosy, diseased, blood disease, he would find people, average people, who may or may not have had faith. And seeing the opportunity to demonstrate that he was the Son of God, the Messiah of the world, that he walked among us, that he um, came to save not the whole, but those who are sick, or the sinner, or those who were had infirmities provide relief to the poor, provide comfort to the sick, he was willing to descend from his statuses of God to that of a mortal. And so as a mortal, people saw him and said, is this not the son of the carpenter? Well, yes, he was. He was the son of Joseph, who was of royal lineage, and his mother was of royal lineage of David. And they and there was occasion that they said, "Is this not the son of David?" Or, and they would say, "Is this not the carpenter of of Capernaum?" And if I just read in the scriptures that said, if Capernaum had the Sodom had the miracles that were done in Capernaum by Jesus, they would have repented. So he was incredible at his testimony of who he was. And so he could connect with the average person. He could connect with you and I because he had the capacity to understand us and to love us. And he was not threatened with fear. Um, and when you have high levels of fear, you have a strong need to control things. You want to control conversations. You want to control relationships. You want to control uh, outcomes. And you have almost a toxic perfectionism about what you're comfortable with. And it increases the pain, and that pain then drives compulsion. And so there can be eating disorders. There can be uh pornography there can be chemical addictions things that are ways to numb out so you don't have to feel that pain and as a result it drives away the spirit but the lord loves us he he can show compassion to us he can heal our character weaknesses he can heal our minds our brains our bodies from These abuses, and he wants us first to do the steps necessary to allow him to heal us. And the first step is to begin to look to him. Um, It's very simple, and I've found that sometimes we complicated things because we try to find Christ in literature, we try to find Christ in pictures or in architecture. Um, But we don't think of him as a mortal being, a God in the flesh, Emmanuel. We don't think of him that way. And as a result, we often talk about him in the third person. And that's very impersonal. And so we don't make that connection to his power to save. We don't look to him as a being who could save us. And so we think that it's all upon us to save ourselves. And when we're burdened with uh, pressures that seem unbearable, we become uh, in despair or depressed or anxiety levels increase. And if we submit our will to God, and trust in Him, then our anxiety levels can drop and we feel better. And as we feel better, we begin to feel the love of God. And that love burns within our heart. We, we feel it. We feel safe. We know that God is there. We feel His grace in our life. Uh, we recognize that our lives are miracles. We begin to feel better about ourselves. We advocate for ourselves. And people begin to reach out to us as we become feel safe about us and confident about who we are. It creates a feeling of confidence and security in others who are observing our behavior and feeling that love of God in our life and feeling the spirit of the Lord moving within us and observing miracles in our lives. Um, and so that all all starts from submitting our our will to God. we can have that revelation. Jesus, the Son of God, help me could be our plead. That's a very good plead. We're acknowledging that He is the Son of the heavenly king of all the universe, and that he has the power to help us, and how does he have the power to help us? He can make our case before the Father. And the Father can forgive us of sin. And he can ransom us. He can pay for our sins. Um, And we don't necessarily understand completely that process, how God fixes us. But we could go to bed at night and feel peace. We can feel rest. We have to be accountable. We have to uh, feel the consequences of our choices. We have to uh, do the hard work to heal our heart. But it can be God who, it will be God who fixes us ultimately, whether it's through physically, emotionally, spiritually, or mentally. It is him who fixes us. Uh, Relationship conflicts that we have, he can help resolve those conflicts by softening the hearts of those who may be bitterly offended by us. He can help us gain strength when we, we decide that, it's too much, the pain's too great, and we just need uh, a chance to escape. Um, when we feel our chances of success are low, we can feel empathy. And I think that's the great human connection is to realize that he can understand how we feel. and uh, And empathize with us. And lastly, we can let go of our desperation and let Him lift us. Even if we lost everything, we would still have the love of the Lord in our heart. And would it not be better to have that love than to have all the palaces, fine things of the world, and feel nothing?